This is Trevor Bragdon with Commonwealth Partners, The Winning Edge. Tips to help conservatives persuade and win. Last time, we talked about how to persuade with numbers. But how can you tell when numbers are persuading you? This time, we're looking at how not to be persuaded with numbers. Most of the time, when you're presented with a number that's not true, it's rarely a complete lie. Usually, it's some defensible half-truth that makes it harder to figure out what's real and then what's not really true. There are two big things to remember whenever you look at data. First, it's all subjective. Because people were involved at the start collecting the data, there were subjective decisions made on what to include and what not to include. Second, all data in the world has one thing in common. It's from the past. It's just a snapshot in time, a reflection of what has been, but not always what will be. So how do you tell if you're being persuaded? The good news is, if you've used your phone's camera, you already have the intuitive tools to find out if you're being persuaded with bad data. So say you hear a statistic like 7.7% of teachers are quitting and not returning next year. How do you judge if this is true and something you should be concerned about? Thinking of the numbers like a picture makes it easier to see if you're being persuaded. So bear with me with this analogy, it works. The first thing you wanna do is what I call the selfie test. Ask, is it a selfie? And by selfie, we mean, is the organization or person reporting the numbers the same one that compiled all the numbers? Or another way to look at it is, is this self-reported data or is this data from an objective third party? Just like when someone takes a dozen photos and only posts that best looking one, people do the same thing with self-reported data all the time. They measure a dozen things, but only report on the ones that fit their narrative. For that 7.7% number, you see it was calculated from government data by an outside group. So it's not a selfie. But depending on your view of that outside group, you might know it's not a selfie, but you know they look at the data with a certain perspective. Now, the next test you can use is called the zoom test. Would the number look different if you could zoom in closer? Or would it look different if you could zoom out further and see more context? Remember, data is just a snapshot in time. So sometimes being able to zoom in or out changes how we interpret the data. For that 7.7 .7 number, if you zoomed out, you'd see that it's the highest ever recorded. Now, you'd also see that they've only recorded a decade of data. And it's basically the same level that it was in 2014 when the data was first tracked. Now, you could also zoom in on the data and see what's driving that 7.7% of teachers leaving teaching. You'd see there's actually a lot of variability in the rate. In some areas, they have only 2% of teachers leaving. And in others, they have over 16%. There's also a high variance based on the school type and the race and genders of the teachers who are leaving. Now, the third test you could use is called the crop test. Ask what's been cut or what's been left out. Just like when you look at a photo and it seems like someone's been cropped out, think about what's missing or not reported. Usually, this is some context about the number or what it could mean. For example, 
How does the number of teachers leaving compare to other industries? A glance at other industries shows that teachers leave at a much lower rate than other professional fields. Now, the next test you can use is called the video test. Should this be a photo or would have it been better as a video? Just like how videos give more context than a single photo, sometimes data in a series could give more context. For the teacher data, two years ago, it was at the lowest rate ever at 5.4% of teachers leaving. Now it's 7.7. Could this just be natural variability? Now the final test is what we call the like test. What is your emotional reaction to the data? If you saw this as a photo, would you smash that like button? Or would you be calling BS as soon as you saw it? When you're skeptical and don't want the data to be true, you're immediately on the lookout for flaws and inconsistency. But here's the counterintuitive thing about data. We are less skeptical when we wanna smash that like button. When we have a strong positive reaction, we want the data to be true. And that's when you're most susceptible to being persuaded with bad data. So the next time you think you're being persuaded by a number, think of that number as a photo and ask these questions. First, the selfie test. Is this number self-reported and being presented in the best light possible? Next, the zoom test. How is this different if I zoom in or zoom out? Then go to the crop test. What am I missing or what's been excluded from the number? Then the video test. Would this be interpreted different if you looked at it as a trend rather than a single point? And then finally, the like test. Do you want this number to be true or are you immediately looking to pick it apart? Use these five tests to prevent yourself from being persuaded with numbers and give yourself the winning edge. 